Eats. Angels Radio AMA 30 KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles and Inland Empire. Where Angels Baseball lives. Hi everybody, this is Juan Hernandez. If you want to break out of the gate fast like I do every morning, do what I do. Have a cup of Uncle's Kimos Kona coffee. Uncle's Kimos, you'll be glad you did. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AM830, its owners, or management. Hi, Bill Coyne of South Bay Toyota. Whether you shop online at southbaytoyota.com or in person, we'll make it easy for you to save time and money. South Bay Toyota is located just off the 405 freeway at Western Avenue where Torrance and Gardena meet. South Bay Toyota. Racing fans, Santa Anita's Classic Meet is underway, and there has never been a better time to experience world-class racing and so much more at spectacular Santa Anita. Sunday's racing will be highlighted by the Grade 2 $200,000 San Vicente, as Derby hopefuls will go 7 furlongs, and also on Sunday, older horses will go 6.5 furlongs down the hillside turf course in the $100,000 Clockers Corner Stakes. Be sure to check out our all-new first Coast to Coast Pick 5. It's a $1 minimum bet with a player-friendly 15% takeout covering five races at Santa Anita and Gulfstream Park each weekend throughout our classic meet. And don't forget, we offer free admission and parking each Friday along with $3 beers and $5 margaritas with first post time on Friday at 12.30. Just east of Pasadena in Arcadia, Santa Anita. It's the great race place. Thoroughbred Owners and Breeders, if you're looking for a full-service, professionally managed facility right here in Southern California, look no further than George Yeager's BG Thoroughbred Farm in Hemet. From conception to starting gate, from breeding, mare care and foaling, to racetrack preparation, and state-of-the-art rehabilitative care, BG Thoroughbred Farm is the place for you. Owned by George Yeager and managed by Marcos Menabar, BG Thoroughbred Farm is located atop 51 acres of prime sandy loam and is just 90 minutes from Santa Anita, Del Mar, and Los Alamitos. With a 5-8 mile training track that includes a starting gate, BG has 28 pastures with year-round grass, along with a layup barn that includes run-out pins and numerous sand pins for turnouts that'll keep your horse safe and ready to return to racing. For more information or to schedule a tour, visit BGThoroughbredFarm.com or give Marcos Menavar a call at 951-654-9100 BG Thoroughbred Farm in Hammett. Now, more than ever, it pays to own a cow bred. Owners of a registered California bred maiden shall be paid $17,500 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Southern California and a $10,000 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Northern California. These bonus awards are in addition to all regular purse monies won and will be paid within 30 days after the win. California bred $50,000 or less maiden claiming winners will be eligible for the current $40,000 or less starter races too. Take advantage of these tremendous new incentive programs by breeding and buying cow breads. For information, call the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association at 626-445-7800. That's 626-445-7800. Or log on to ctba.com. And remember, it pays to own a cow bread. 
Hey everybody, if you've got plumbing needs, commercial or residential, give my good friends at Western Rooter a call. Family owned and here to help, Western Rooter does it all and does it better 24-7. From clogged drains to complete copper repipes to water heaters, conventional and tankless, Western Rooter is here to help and will solve whatever issues you may have on time and under budget. Western Rooter, serving the Arcadia, Pasadena and greater LA area for more than three decades. Call now at 626-448-6455. Mention Thoroughbred LA Radio and save 10% off your total invoice. Western Rooter, the best in the West. From Golden Gate to Santa Anita to Del Mar, and everywhere racing is conducted in California, Bruce Finkelstein's Bet on Bruce has you covered. Full card selections available every racing day at betonbruce.com. Get advice on multi-wager ticket structures and improve your return on investment with Bruce Finkelstein's betonbruce.com. Bet on experience. Betonbruce.com. by Mike Wilman. Thoroughbred LA is brought to you by spectacular Santa Anita Park. Proud host of the Breeders' Cup World Championships in November. By Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee. Take it from top jock Juan Hernandez. Uncle Kimo, you'll be glad you did. By David Wilson's Toyota of Orange. South Bay Toyota and Villafort of Orange. Come see their great selection of new and used vehicles and experience David Wilson's world-class customer service. By BG Thoroughbred Farm in Hemet. Come see us and check out our stallion roster for 2023. Visit our website or schedule an in-person farm tour with Marcos Menavar. By Sammy's Original Off-Track Wagering, where the 5 and the 405 collide at Lake Forest Drive. By the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association. Catch a cowbred and experience that golden feeling. By the Ragged and Sheets, the number one choice of top jockey agents, trainers, and players like you nationwide. By Sunset Suites on Pacific Coast Highway in Sunset Beach. Beat the heat and get into Sunset Suites. By Bruce Finkelstein, BetOnBruce.com. By the all-new Derby Room at Fairplex Park. Great food, great customer service, and free parking and admission seven days a week at the Derby Room. By the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in Las Vegas. Call Mary Jungers and make your reservations now at 866-780-RACE. And by Western Rooter, the best in the West. And now, here's Mike Wilman. Thank you, Leilani McBree, and a very pleasant good morning, everybody. Hope you're having a great weekend wherever you may be. And, uh, boy, some great racing around the country yesterday from South Florida to Arkansas and to the great race place 
at Santa Anita. Some big, big performances. And I think the marquee race of the day, well, everybody thinking about the Kentucky Derby Trail. And it was the Bob Baffert-trained Arabian Night, a $2.3 million purchase. And, boy, the way he ran, it looks like he's worth it. A five-and-a-half-length gate-to-wire score in the Southwest Stakes yesterday in the slop. Uh, in the final time, 143.50 with Johnny Velasquez aboard. That was just a massive effort. Lightly raced, and, uh, boy, we'll have to see where he goes from here. Uh, you know, you just got to think maybe Baffert's going to keep him uh, at Oaklawn Park, a place that uh, he's had a lot of success with leading into the Kentucky Derby. The $3 million Pegasus World Cup Invitational, a grade one event yesterday. Well, it went to Art Collector in a big upset. He paid $33, but boy, the way he won, it looked like he was 4-5 to five under Junior Alvarado for trainer William Mott. Uh, got a 107 buyer speed figure, according to Santa Anita Morning Line maker John White. A huge effort, disappointment in the race in his career finale prior to going to stud. Cyberknife uh, ended up sixth as the 2-1 to one favorite. And uh, speaking of uh, Cyberknife and the Pegasus, uh, Jonathan Hardoon in route back to New York City. He'll be back with us uh, on the back end of the show. So uh, not going to have him here at, at the front, but we'll have him uh, uh, near the caboose. So stay tuned for that. And as usual, he'll, he'll be uh, coming with a selection at Aqueduct and then another one at Santa Anita. The big, big performance I thought yesterday in Arcadia came from New Grange uh, in the Grade 2 San Pasquale. Really kind of an unbelievable race the way it's set up. It looked like the favorite Hopper uh, had distanced himself turning for home, but it wasn't to be. It seemed like maybe Juan Hernandez playing a little rope-a-dope aboard New Grange, trained by Phil D'Amato. He came back on, found his best stride late, and won going away by a length. He's trained by Phil D'Amato, as noted, and Phil and Juan team for victory in the ninth and final as well. We've got Phil uh, Phil D'Amato with us right now. Hey, Phil, good morning, and congratulations on another big day. Thanks for taking time out of what I know uh, is a busy day. Good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Anytime. Uh, the, the way the San Pasquale was run yesterday, and you said as much in the post-race quotes, hey, it felt pretty good going to the far turn. The quarter pull, not so much. Yeah, th- this horse, he just has a tendency to do that, and he's done that in a couple of his races. He looks like he's loaded for bear at the three eighths, and then at the, uh, you know, right past that, he kind of wants to get off the bridle a little bit, and then you know he kind of reemerges at the quarter pole, and that's that's exactly what he did. I told, I warned Juan, and thankfully Juan was, uh, you know, sm- smart enough to just kind of keep him going there in between and kind of get him back on the bit, and uh, you know, find his stride late and uh, get the job done. I'll tell you, anybody who listens to this show, they they know I'm I'm a huge cheerleader for Juan Hernandez. I think we need to point out, Phil, this was his first time on this horse in the afternoon. I think he had worked him, which is a great move on your part. But for a jock to show that much patience, when you got a good horse and he was so highly regarded off the work tab, I know he'd been away a while, but with Baffert, you know, he, he brings him out fit and ready. Everybody knows that. But for him to show that kind of patience on a horse that he hadn't been on at game time, just I, I thought phenomenal. And uh, Juan running away in the jockey standings now. He's up twenty-five to nine over Emma Maldonado. Seven stakes wins on top of a, a, a bunch of guys with two. And for you, Phil, that was your fourth stakes win of the meet. But just address the ride and and, and just the scope of this jock. 
Uh, you know, well, I, I, Juan is. We've connected pretty well the last couple of months. He's won great ones for me, and, and he's just in his own right now. But I just think he's shown everybody. When he came down from Golden Gate, and you know, I think a top five rider, and uh, he's put the the time in, the miles, and, and he's shown now. You know, he's the top dog, and, and uh, was lucky to get him. He breezed him for me the week before uh but he you know he, he just got the horse to settle in a really good spot he was kind of in a in a funny spot on the backside there with victor espinosa trying to decide what to do and it didn't bother him he just kind of kept the horse in his nice fluid stride there and uh unencumbered and and i think that's kind of you know what, what Juan does he just kind of stay out stays out of the horse's way lets yeah. him run and and he's just a great finisher um, so I, I really think he's probably got all the qualities you look for in a top jockey. He can do it on the turf, the dirt, and short, long, and he's great out of the gate. And, and I think he's emerging as one of the, the top riders in the country. Phil D'Amato, I'll say this. I think it's abundantly clear by this point in time. Phil D'Amato is a great trainer. Now, kind of tongue-in-cheek after the San Pasquale yesterday, you alluded to the fact that you beat Baffert on dirt. Uh, you got a tough assignment in beating Baffert on dirt in today's third race. Uh, you've got a maiden, I think, one of the biggest question marks on the on the card, really. Uh, ever a rebel. Had been with Wesley Ward back east. One start at Belmont, and then once at Woodbine. Was a short price first time out uh, down at uh, over at, at Belmont Park on May 12th. Showed a lot of gas going five furlongs. Then they ran him, you know, on the synthetic up at Woodbine. He's been idle since October 8th. It looks like you've had him a long time and you've engaged Umberto Rispoli. What about his chances trying to knock off the odds on morning line favorite Sonoran for Mr. Bafford, who's drawn right alongside you? You know, he's a horse since I've had him. He's just. He trained very steadily, nothing really flashy. But uh, when I worked him out of the gate two back, he showed a lot. And he kind of really woke up. So I'm thinking he's one of these horses uh, that <clears throat> knows when game time is. And that's what I'm hoping for. He breezed heads up with Newgrange uh, the other day. So I think that helped tighten up the screws. And uh, he seems to be pretty good out of the gate. So I think he's going to get in a nice tactical spot. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how good he is. But... I think he should give a, a decent account of himself. Um, whether he's 100% cranked, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, they they kind of backed off on him after that uh, race at Woodbine. But he's a nice horse, big, good-looking horse. I think down the road he'll definitely uh, be a two-turn kind of horse. Okay, great. Well, we look forward to seeing him in his Southern California debut. And again, uh, that's uh, in in race three today, Ever a Rebel, number four, and Sonoran right alongside number three. I gotta engage you a little bit here. No more glaring example of kind of the situation we've got now here in Southern California with our dirt program than the second race today. It's the Grade Two San Vicente at seven eighths of a mile. Phil, we we had uh, I think eleven nominations for the race, nine of them trained by Bob Baffert. We end up with five of them in an, in the entry box. Four of them trained by Bob Baffert, including the six to five morning line favorite having a meltdown. And you've talked about this on your show. This is a big reason why you have gone and with great success over to Europe, England, Ireland, and so on, and got horses that can win on turf. Uh, this is the situation we've got right now. 
Yeah, and I really don't know the answer to, to fix it other than, you know, other guys getting those big horses. But, um, you know, it's just it's a tricky uh, situation, tricky problem to, to solve. Um, he's, Bob's been perennially so successful with those horses. Yeah. And he's got a, a set group, you know, that buys a lot to to win the Kentucky Derby, and this is what they do. This is their proving ground. I mean, to me, the only way you, you fix it, whether they want to listen to it or not, when they probably don't, you, you put a synthetic in here. And that race, a five-horse field, turns into a 12-horse field, mm. you know. And uh, but, but I don't know. I mean, that's just – that's just thinking outside the box, but um, it's it's hard to beat Bob. He does an excellent job, and uh, the only way I could do it yesterday was with one of his old horses. I mean, he yeah. just got he's just got a knack for for winning derbies and triple crowns, and and you know it is what it is. And New Grange started his first four races, won a couple of graded stakes, uh, you know, at age three with Bob. Then he went through public auction. And uh, the the ownership group that included Little Red Feather, uh, Rockingham Ranch, and I'm leaving out one other. Phil, help me out. Uh, picked David him up. Burnson. Yeah, David Burnson, and you're, you're happy for it. Uh, last thing I got to ask you about uh, Motorious should be extremely tough to beat coming down the hill in the Clockers Corner. But I got to say, Phil, in looking at this race, race eight today, and I know you have too. The X's and O's. Who makes the lead? I mean, last time. You're able to sit back off a 21-flat quarter and a half and 42-2. and two. That is not going to be the case today. Uh, but, you know, he, he's proven he doesn't need that quick a pace, but it would sure help. I think maybe DeSormo on the inside goes. What, what are your thoughts on the way the race breaks down? Yeah, I mean, it's, that's, it's definitely an interesting uh, puzzle to, to figure out. I, it seems, though, from uh, the many races as I've run at this meet down the hill, that whether they go fast or they they don't, closers have a, an advantage on that layout for some reason. Not so much on the flat, but uh, coming down the hill, they could go slow, they can go fast. It just seems like the horses with the with the late turn of foot are are uh, winning most of the races there. So I'm not too concerned. I think I don't think my horse has to be as far out of it as he has been in the past. And uh, Flavio mm-hmm. knows him very well. He's been breezing him ever since the the last race and and he's sharp right now give me a good minute drill um we're ready to go well that that's good news anybody singling this horse motorious has been so impressive that win down the hill was phenomenal he got a career top 99 buyer and flavian rides him back for the third time in a row and i know he's got to be anxious to get back with a horse like this he's trying to shake it up turn things around and and get going here in the in the standings and everybody knows he will phil damato thank you thank you thank you so much for your time and the way you articulate uh your thoughts uh, on this great game what a job you're doing with it thanks and good luck today Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You bet. Uh, And right now, uh, we've got a big sale, folks, coming up Tuesday out at Fairplex Park, uh, formerly the finish line. It's now the Derby Room. Get out to the the CTBA Winter Mix Sale Tuesday, and this thing kicks off at 12 noon. And uh, a little bit of everything out there with uh, Broodmare Prospects, Broodmare's in full. Uh, You you can catch some wheelings out there, horses of racing age, uh, a little bit of something for everybody at the uh, Winter Mix Sale CTBA out at Fairplex Park, 12 noon this Tuesday. For more on the story, going to be visited now by Doug Burge, president of the CTBA. Hey, Doug, good morning. How you doing? 
I'm great, Mike. How are you? Doing really well, and uh, looking forward to yeah. seeing you out uh, at the sale on Tuesday. Give us a thumbnail uh, synopsis uh, on why people should get out there and maybe think about raising their hand. Yeah, so this is our annual mix sale that we put on typically every January or early February. We've got 158 horses cataloged, um, a little bit of everything. We've got quite a few um, recently turned two-year-olds, horses that are already broke and galloping, you know, ready to, to head into the tracks. Um, several early uh, yearlings as well, broodmares, racing age horses. It's, it's pretty much a just about a horse for everybody. Um, it's, a, it's a great sale. It's We've had uh, a tremendous amount of, of action so far and, and interest. Um, you know, without a two-year-old in training sale in California, this is really the place to to get a two-year-old, and um, mm-hmm. it's proven the last couple of years to be, um, you know, to be very successful, especially with the racing age horses. And, and Doug, let's face it, safe to say we're, we're in a buyer's market now, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, with, with this Calbred program, as you know, Mike, I've been doing this for a long time, almost 30 years, and, um, you know, we're more dependent than ever on on, on Calbreds, and we make up no over question. 50% of the fields. Yeah, um, you know the, the the opportunities are there. The the purses, the, the incentives. I mean, it's it's if you're racing in California, there's no reason why you shouldn't have a cow bread, and this is the place to get them. Yeah, and, and you know uh, we're going to be talking about a guy named Nick Alexander, who's such a big part of the equation as far as owning and breeding in California. He had a nice win uh, up north yesterday uh, in, in a cow bread stake, the Moscow Burning, uh, up there with Rose Maddox. I don't know if you saw it or not, Doug, but very impressive. Uh, you know, she just uh, split horses, turned them for home, and and came away as as much the best, flashy gray, and uh, guys like Nick. I you know, it, it's just I hope people that are thinking about the business can talk to guys like Nick, and and we need to try and figure out a way because, uh, as you say, our inventory is so so dependent upon the Calbred program, and there's a lot, lot there. Encourage everybody to go to ctba.com. Hey, Doug, have a great Sunday with the family, and I'll see you out there Tuesday at Fairplex Park for the CTBA Winter Mix Sale that kicks off at 12 noon. All right, you got it, Mike. Thanks a lot. You've had Doug Burge with us, and uh, right now I think we're going to get, I don't know if he's in South Florida, but he's en route from South Florida up to the bluegrass in Kentucky. His name is Ron Flatter on behalf of Horse Racing Nation. Hey, Ron, good morning. Somewhere on I-95 or Florida's Turnpike or some, I, I passed Jupiter. <laughs> I, I'm somewhere, somewhere on the peninsula. Okay, good enough. Hope the weather conditions are good. Uh, oh, they're fantastic. Good. I mean, just beautiful. 80 and sunny. Yeah, you know, it's just fantastic. Almost makes you want to stay for spring training, huh? It's not that far away. I wouldn't go that far. Team no. <laughs> one will open soon enough, please. <laughs> well, I just thought I'd run that by you. Uh, listen, uh, Art Collector, lights yeah. out yesterday. Got a 107 buyer, Ron. Whew. I hadn't heard that part, but I certainly know the rest of it. And how about the strategy change? which Bill Mott has credited. He credited Junior Alvarado. Danced around the fact that, yeah, Luis Saez jumped off to go to the Peter Miller horse uh, to get her number. But really, it was the strategy change that he felt that was necessary after the last four races, including the Saudi Cup. Art Collector was either on the leader in the ear of the leader. Uh, and 
well, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And when you go back to the Clark, it certainly did not. Ran out of gas. And so Mott decided, look, we know the horse has got speed. Let's not empty the tank in the first half mile. And Junior Alvarado did so perfectly to leave enough to go ahead and close and then win by four and a half. And so if that's the strategy going forward, it's going to be an interesting six-year-old season for our collector, who I'm going to make the guess that he could be at the Oaklawn handicap. They've rejected a Middle East uh, trip. They want to give him a little bit of a break again because they felt like this break worked well. And so I just they wouldn't say it, but I'm smelling Oaklawn handicap. Okay, good enough. Look, Ron, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curve. Uh, I haven't seen it in print, but I was told that the All Sources handle, you and I haven't talked, unfortunately, uh, at Goldstream for Pegasus Day was $45 million. Is that is that accurate? I'm, gonna, I'm going to rely on whomever it was who told you, because I didn't catch up with that at the end of the day. Yeah. Myself. So, uh, yeah, I was at... Now, is that an up? Is that a down? Well, that, yeah, that? that was my follow, Ron. Uh, I, I, I just, my gut tells me it's probably down a little bit because if it was up, it would have been noted, right? Yeah, I mean, Flightline, if Flightline had shown up, if Flightline had decided to go one more race or yeah. somebody who might have known Flightline, well, then, yeah, that might have made a difference. This was not a banner day. Cyberknife, who had nothing, uh, by the way, in finishing sixth, he was the name, and uh, I mean, you know, this, somebody asked the question. I think it was uh, Jim Watson from the Breeders' Cup was wondering when was the last time the Pegasus was run. Not that there's a big history without a Breeders' Cup uh, winner in the race, and uh, you know, so that was uh, something that was lobbed out there as well. So um, it it was. A, I thought it was a good betting race. I actually put a couple shekels on our collector on the side. I was really nice. all in uh, on. Uh, on Skippy Longstocking, who wound up seven, but uh, you know, at fifteen to one, I'll take my couple shekels sprinkle and take that with our collection. And, and quickly, Ron, what about the million-dollar uh, Pegasus World Cup turf? It was Mike Maker and Irad uh, w- with a tone, and I tell you, Ryan Hansen's horse coming off a nose victory here on Opening Day, December twenty-six, in the Santa Anita Mathis Mile. One more bid, ran a tremendous race on the lead, ended up fourth with Mike Smith. Uh, yes, and and I, I, I'm going to focus on Mike Maker a little bit because he had a really good day. He hit the trifecta in an earlier stakes race uh, as far as three of his horses in that. And when you start talking about turf, I mean, usually the first word out of your mouth is Chad. Now Mike Maker mm-hmm. did a good splash at the Kentucky Downs meet as well, and now he's uh, making the name for himself in some of these other turf races. You know, I wouldn't say that the by Mike Maker. No one is suggesting that Chad Brown has been toppled in terms of his royal position as the Prince of Turf. Mike Maker's coming, and so he's figured out a way to get horses ready for these big spots, and the tone certainly was in that position. Okay, Ron, listen, you were on the scene yesterday in South Florida, so I'm not going to engage you on, on what happened at Oakland with Arabian Night uh, running so huge. Well I, will, I, I will, well, I will tell you one thing about that. Okay. Las Vegas reacted. Arabian Night now 13-2 uh, to two or 6.5 to 1 at Suga and 6-1 to one at Caesars to win the Kentucky Derby. And as I always say at this time of year, I wouldn't take that on the Secretariat, but that's right now what Arabian Night is carrying in the uh, Derby Futures 
Hey, Ron, you broke up just a touch. What was the first line at Circa? Uh, six and a half to one or okay. 13 to two. Okay, interesting. Really interesting. All right, I'm not going to let you off the hook. I know you're driving, but I also know you know there's only two football games today. Oh. I, I got to say this, Ron, as much as my heart might be with the 49ers, uh, you know, I made a little bit of money last week, but they're at Philadelphia, and I've heard some very articulate analysis from guys that I have a lot of respect for that say, hey, whoa, the train stops here. Uh, Purdy is facing something he has never faced in terms of, of just an overwhelming defense, pass rush, tough on the run, across the board, uh, and obviously they've had a tremendous season. Philly, a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home, which means it's basically kind of pick them. Uh, your thoughts on that game? Uh, I'm not going to bet the game. I think the 49ers are the play in the game. I really think so. If you're going to do it, take the three, not two-and-a-half. Uh, if anything, I would take the over 45 and a half or 46. Uh, that's what I would look at there. But what everything you just said about Purdy and what he hasn't faced, I'm going to suggest the same thing with Philadelphia going up against the Niners defense. Right. Now, having said that, you would say, well, then why am I not betting the under? I just think that the way these things set up is that people have, the game is set up to make defenses fail as good as they are. But something has to give between them, and I actually think the 49ers might stand more stout than Philadelphia. So it might be counterintuitive, but I just think the way the game is set up, that these numbers get set low when you have these defenses that are that good, and I'm like, okay, they're good, but I don't think they're that good, and I'm going to go, I'm going to take the over on that game. But I think the 49ers will win it. So my secondary choice hmm. would either be to take the 49ers at three or take them on the money line at right. plus 125. And the other game, the later game, all right, so we've seen uh, we've seen uh, Patrick Mahomes in that uh, Zabruder video, as a colleague called it, of him getting off the podium the other day. And so it sounds like he's, um, I guess he's playing. Uh, but I think Cincinnati's a better team with or without him. I, I don't think that was any fluke last year. I think the second half of the season has shown that. And I'm taking Cincinnati on the money line at even money. Uh, and if you're going to take the points, of course, take one and a half. But I'm going to take Cincinnati on the money line and sprinkle. Uh, I take Cincinnati uh, at even money, and I might do a sprinkle on the on the uh, spread. That uh, is usually the reverse of what I do. But when it's only a point and a half, then that's uh, that just seems compelling for that late game today. I, I, I'm going to veer off a little bit here, Ron. As you know, I do that occasionally. In, in the discussion of Mahomes' injury, and it's a bad one—a high ankle sprain. You wonder how on earth can he walk, but he's Mahomes. What what strikes me is the way it is just talked about. Matter of factly, yeah, they'll shoot it up. Uh, it's it's a matter of if he if he gets the right injection. Can you imagine if we talked about our athletes in our game the way they're matter of factly talking about? the approach to the AFC Championship yeah. game with the yeah. best player in football. Yeah, like Mahomes' first time Lasix, right? Yeah, you, you agree? Like that. Uh, yes, I do, wholeheartedly, yeah, because uh, how dare you do that to an animal who... They would crucify play. us. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm a hay-out-to-water guy at heart, but I also understand that Lasix is, uh, is used properly is a good thing. Yeah. So I, you know... I, Frankly, I don't know enough about the veterinary science, and I don't know. And I don't know if Mahomes is getting veterinary science for all I right. know. So I'm not, I'm not much better an expert there. Well, I, I know this. That, I know this, yeah. Ron. They're athletes, 
And I also know this: we cannot run this game uh, in the in on the terms of of our enemies in the animal rights movement. You can't do it. Okay. I agree. Uh, these are athletes, and they train. They thrive on it. They thrive on running. And anyway, have have we had problems? Absolutely. Do we need to clean things up? Yes, and we're well on the road. Anyway, enough of the soapbox. And interesting to say, you like the Bengals for what little it's worth. I agree with you, Ron. Now, how about a best bet somewhere? Yeah, let's go down the hill. Eighth race in the clockers' corner today at Santa Anita. And I'm I'm going to go against the favor here. I'm going to go with Yang again, who's not exactly uh, you know a long shot at three to one. Uber likely raced six-year-old Gelding, one last out and beat a next-out winner in that race. Mm-hmm. Back to this one, respect the code, and narrowly missed his first race for uh, George Papa Padromu and still beat another next-out winner who had finished third in that. There's no speed here. I think this horse is tactical speed. I'm looking for a little slight value over Motorious, and I will go with Yang again. The, the old gelding with the few races. He's, he's actually got more years than races, six versus five. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Coming down the hill in Santa Anita today at 359 Pacific. Well stated, Ron. Uh, five starts, two wins, two seconds, a six-year-old gelding. Abel Cedillo riding here for George Papa Padramo. Uh, that's uh, number two, Yang again, in race eight today uh, at Santa Anita. Ron, uh, always enjoy the conversation, and uh, safe travels. We'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. i got to turn my, uh, what's the thing uh, that uh, the weighs back on so I can know where all the cops in these uh, disabled cars are. So that will be my next Do stop. they still have the old fuzz buster? Well, I guess that's kind of what Waze is now. It, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, now i, I got to digress here. You know who Jimmy Joyce is? Major yeah. League umpire, retired. Absolutely, yeah, the one who blew the call. In well, the, I knew uh, you'd say that, game, but yeah, but Colorado it's game. it's unfortunate, and he'd be the first to agree with that. He's but right, anyway, he's he very, yeah, he's very good umpire. Otherwise, yeah. great umpire. Uh, he and I were riding from Saratoga up to Cincinnati, uh, spring nineteen seventy eight, and Jimmy was a big CB guy then. Remember those, oh. right? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, it was yeah. it was like theater. So we're in behind this guy, and this guy is not quite curb to curb, but he's all over the road and going slow. So Jimmy gets on the deal and says, Breaker, Breaker, we got a Charlie Weaver. Remember him, the old guy that sold yeah, the, of course. With the Marquette, little old winemaker me or something. I don't know. Yeah. And this trucker comes back and says, you leave old Charlie alone. He's going to take the heat off all the rest of us. Okay, <laughs> there you have it. Ron, nice talking to you. Safe travels. Lovely. All right. All right, take it easy, folks. Going to step aside. Coming back strong with John Lindo. Uh, Next up, going to be taking a look at today's card at Santa Anita. Much, much more. Orlando Gutierrez. Then we've got Millie Ball, Toby Terrell on the horizon here in Hour 1. Hour 2, Frank Miramati. And we're going to be talking racing and some very, very special guests yesterday at the Great Race Place as well. That and more straight ahead. This is Thoroughbred L.A. To bring some love here today. Father, Father, we don't need to escalate. Angels Radio. AMA 30. 
Here at David Wilson's Villa Ford of Orange, we are here to help. We're open for sales and service and with hundreds of vehicles to choose from, we are ready to assist you. And remember, you can get into that brand new Ford that you've always wanted without leaving the comfort of your home. Visit us at VillaFord.com to buy or lease your next car with great upfront pricing and a 100% online experience. Great financing and big retail enhancements on Ford Fusion and all popular Ford SUVs are available now. Check our website for tremendous pricing and financing on all Ford products, including America's best-selling vehicle, the F-150 pickup truck. David Wilson's Villa Ford of Orange. Call or click today at 714-509-5615 or visit us at Villa Ford of Orange. Attention Inland Empire racing fans. Watching and wagering on the races just got easier. The Derby Room located at Fairplex Park is open and ready to serve you. Watch and wager in the newly renovated Derby Room on races across the country starting at 9 a.m. each Wednesday through Sunday. Televisions throughout the Derby Room will keep you up to date on all sporting events. Add in great food and a great atmosphere and you'll have the ultimate horse player experience. For upcoming promotions, go to TheDerbyRoom.com. TheDerbyRoom.com. See you at the Derby Room, 2201 North White Avenue in Pomona. If you're looking for a quick weekend getaway or maybe you've got friends and family coming in from out of town, check out Sunset Suites on Pacific Coast Highway in Sunset Beach. Conveniently located just south of Seal Beach Boulevard, Sunset Suites gives you ready beach access and your walking distance from outstanding breakfast, lunch, and legendary dining establishments right on Pacific Coast Highway. Just listen to some of the testimonials. It's a place like no other. Very quiet and a short walk to the beach. Very clean with all the amenities. The owners are amazing and always accommodating we can't wait to go back there you have it take the 605 to the 405 exit at seal beach boulevard west to pacific coast highway and you're there at 16401 pch go ahead and get away for the day make your sunset suites reservations now at 562-592-2292 that's sunset suites at 562-592-2292 life's a beach so enjoy it at sunset suites From the tropical rainforests of Hawaii's Big Island, nature has given us Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee, derived from a naturally occurring coffee bean that is only found in this precise altitude and climatic setting. Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee ensures a perfect start to your day or any cherished moment from sunup to sundown. Every treasured coffee bean is the result of nearly four years of nurturing on the 57-acre family farm in the mountains above Halualoha, Hawaii, and unlike many other coffee beans from the Big Island, Uncle Kimo's is estate-grade and hand-roasted. This means all beans are grown, picked, roasted, and packaged on the farm to ensure the beans are the most balanced and as rich in flavor as possible. Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee is now available on the mainland. To place an order, just visit UncleKimo'sKonaCoffee.com and look for our logo on the track and in the winner's circle, along with jockeys Juan Hernandez and Tyler Bays. Fans, visit our website, and you can see for yourself that Uncle Kimo's emanates from a true island paradise. Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee, you can taste the aloha. Hello, I'm Alan Mosnett, Toyota of Orange. For over 48 years, we've said you won't get a lemon at Toyota of Orange. That means you're driving a reliable Toyota. It also means you're getting the best deal on every new Toyota in stock. We're talking RAV4, Camry, Tacoma, Corolla, you name it. How have we stayed number one all these years? By turning lemons into oranges. Toyota of Oranges. Well, you won't get a lemon from Toyota of Orange. Well, you won't get a lemon. 
Angels Radio, AM 830. Don't punish me with brutality. Talk to me so you can see. Welcome back. Hour one, Thoroughbred Los Angeles. And, uh, folks, a, a quick shout-out to all of our sponsors. Listen, folks, support them, because without them, we're not on the air, and we thank you for listening. If you are, try and support them. If you need a newer, uh, previously-owned sled, hey, how about the Wilson Automotive Group? Uh, David and Holly Wilson, tremendous supporters of horse racing here in California and of this show for so many years. Roger Stein, prior to our, uh, our run here, I can tell you from personal experience, you, you're never going to get better customer service, better follow-up than you're going to get at David Wilson's Toyota of Orange. And, of course, he's also got Villa Ford of Orange and South Bay Toyota. Call or click today. Inventories are maxed out. Now's the time to deal. Let's get down to Carl's Bad Say hello to John Lindo. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? Doing good. Uh, boy, a lot to talk about. I, I know you like to hit on the cowbreds. We got a new California bread of the week. I mentioned it uh, with Doug Burge. Uh, Steve Miotti and owner breeder Nick Alexander teamed up with Asa Espinosa, who's having a terrific meet in the saddle at Golden Gate. Rose Maddox, boy, uh, a flashy gray split horse is turning for home. Really impressive going a flat mile against state breads in yesterday's $75,000 Moscow burning at Golden Gate. Yeah, she sure handles that defeater well, Mike. Uh, like you say, split horses, very game. A homebred for Nick Alexander by Grayson out of the unusual heat mare, heat the rocks, and that was her very first stakes win. Only her first stakes win, but that with the earnings yesterday, she's now over $223,000 in earnings. And uh, I like Nick Alexander building up that, that backyard style in Grayson. He's been a really useful stallion in California. He really has, and uh, we've talked about this. Maybe the toughest thing in racing is to make a stallion. Uh, he had a ton of mares. He got them to the horse, and, and he has produced. But, uh, it, you know, obviously it's a big investment, money and time. And, and Nick, uh, he, he sees the long game. Love the way he names his horses, has a lot of fun with it, and a high, high degree of success. Steve Miotti, uh, primarily based here in Southern California, and that's where Rose Maddox has been, but she shipped north uh, and got the money. John, uh, your thoughts uh, on the way yesterday San Pasquale unfolded? I, I kind of, it was kind of to me like a rope a dope type approach with Juan Hernandez in Newgrange. You just don't see. You know, horses getting away at the top of the lane, and then a horse who looks like maybe he's in deep water re-rallying. It does not happen very often. Well, yeah, I thought Phil D'Amato uh, called it just right. I, around the far turn, I, I thought the winner, Newgrange, I, I thought he was done. He was just kind of going up and down. Mm-hmm. But you got to give Juan Hernandez credit. He never quit on that horse. He could have wrapped up and let him drop back. He stayed after him, and all of a sudden, at the eighth pole, there he is grabbing the bit and pulling again, and you know, I thought the, the Hopper from the rail was very game. He kept fighting off horses and fighting off horses, and Pirelli was right there. It was a good race top to bottom. I was a little surprised that uh, the, the winner, Newgrange, got home, but he's just one of those horses. He's going to fool you, and, you, you, you know, you got to know him. And when you haven't ridden a horse like that, and to get him to win, Juan Hernandez gets a lot of credit for that, at least uh, as far as I go. How's this for scoreboard? Uh, those white pants with the Uncle Chemo's Kona Coffee emboldened on the side – 
25 wins, seven of them stakes at the current meet, John. Well, I think my Uncle Kimo's here, so the, he paid for the coffee this morning. <laughs> Good enough. Juan Hernandez uh, really having another tremendous meet. We got nine races today. Well, I, I want to ask you about Arabian Night, John. How good is he? To me, job one for Baffert, and it's always uh, job one. If this horse stays sound, who knows? Well, you know, he was no secret going out uh, over Breeders' Cup week- weekend to win a uh, Keeneland on the Breeders' Cup undercard, so you knew... Uh, he was already well-manned. And, you know, Bob Baffert doesn't do a lot of traveling these days. So he hops on a plane to Arkansas to make sure everything goes well with Arabian Night yesterday. And the thing that impressed me, you know, first time two turns, first time winners in a stakes race, shipping, catching a wet track. There were so many variables that could have thrown him under the bus. Instead, he just breaks like a shot and dominates. And, uh, you know, he looked like he hesitated a little bit crossing the, the gate marks near the 16th pole. But after he got that, he took off again, and he was running farther away, you know, on the gallop out. I was, so I don't think there's, I don't think there's any distance limitations, at least so far. John, you saw the same thing I did. The, the track marks, and they were pronounced because it was sloppy. I thought he surged after he got by those. I, it it yeah. was kind of amazing. I think, uh, I think Johnny Velasquez just tapped him once just to make sure, hey, get through this, don't do anything Got dumb. Got a lot of gas left here. <laughs> right. When he hit, yeah, we gave him a little tap on the head. He said, uh-oh, there's a, there's a fourth gear here. So yeah. uh, pretty impressive. Yesterday, I think the buyer number came back at 97. That's about, you know, I think that's what I read. And uh, uh, who knows where he goes. I mean, he hasn't been tested yet. Yeah, 97 buyer, and uh, you know, Bob, not often does he go to Oakland anymore, but he got to renew acquaintances with Wayne Lucas, Kenny McPeak, Steve Asmussen, and uh, I'm sure everything was jovial, very cordial, and so on and so forth. Uh, Anyway, John, uh, let's talk about the nine-race card. We get underway at 12.30 here today at Santa Anita. Who do you like for radio? Let's go to race number five. In the fifth race today, number one, Next Revolt, was reclaimed by the Bob Hess stable last time. That's always a positive. He stretches the horse back out to a mile. He can get the two turns, and I think he falls on the right trip behind the speed of n- number two, No Hang Charlie, and number three, High Heater. To just look for a stocking trip under Flavian and Prod, five to two in the program. Number one, Next Revolt, race five, Santa Anita. Okay, and as always, want to encourage folks, hey, get up to the South Point. They're probably sold out for Super Bowl weekend, but uh, I would give them a call toll-free at 866-780-RACE. Ask for Mary Jungers in the race book. And, John, uh, encourage everybody to say hello to Mary. She's been such a great part of their uh, their operation, and she's going to be retiring soon. Well, if you get out there Super Bowl weekend, keep an eye out. I understand Mr. Ed Burgard will be out there. So there will be some stories told in that race book over Super Bowl weekend. And uh, they can also pick up the Lindo Report. Absolutely. Every, every racing day from Southern California. Okay, look forward to catching you and Bob Ike uh, next Saturday here, John, uh, from, from 9 to 10. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. Good luck today. All right, John Lindo with us, and uh, now we'll slide down Catella and say hello to uh, a guy who's been very, very busy of late, Orlando Gutierrez. Ten races tonight getting underway at 5.15, and we understand there's a a considerable carryover in that conventional $2 pick six tonight. Orlando, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, Mike. Good morning to you and the listeners as well. And, yes, we have a pick six carryover in tonight's card, 14000 $934 $934 in that pick six. So the total pool tonight should be around $60,000. So a nice pot to chase for those pick six players. And uh, we have a couple of nice trials to the winter championship. Uh, this is a great, this will be a great one race, $144,000 purse that will be contested in, a, in three weeks. Mm-hmm. And the 
new PCQHRA Horse of the Year. He was named that on Friday night in Presum. He's also the AQHA World Champion. He's back racing. He'll be making his season debut in uh, in the first of the two trials in Presum, looking to continue that incredible role that he had uh, last year, Mike. That uh, that was an incredible role. We'll uh, we'll stay tuned for that. Now, I want to ask you about Super Bowl week, Super Bowl weekend. I believe you guys are going to be dark, but you will be open for simulcasting, Orlando. That's correct, Mike. We are going to be open for uh, simulcasting. We're open daily, uh, seven days a week, uh, but we are not going to race that weekend, no racing either Saturday or Sunday. And then the following week, that's when we will have the uh, finals, not only to the Winter Championship, but also to the Winter Derby. So uh, no racing on February 11th or 12th. We'll be back on the 18th and 19th okay. with some grade one action here at Los Alamos. Okay, good to know. Orlando, uh, you got a winner for us uh, somewhere on that 10-race card tonight? Yeah, with the uh, big carryover going in, we have some uh, very strong favorites and uh, impress them, and also a political pants will be in action tonight. He's 1-5 to five in the last race. We're going to look for a separator, uh, hopefully in race number 8. I'm going to go with the 4. Favorite habit, uh, trained by Sergio Morphine. Sergio's having a Really strong run right now. Uh, over the last 30 days, he's winning at a 43% clip. Irving Lara was named the Young Rider of the Year. He's going to be aboard number four. Favorite habit in race eight. Seven and two on the morning night. Coming off of a really nice second against a very sharp horse, El Bobito Bet Cartel. Looking for the four. Favorite habit at seven and two to uh, squeeze in there and win race eight, Mike. Okay, and I uh, always like to point out post time for that. 8.09 Pacific, you can catch it on FanDuel. Orlando, thank you so much, and uh, all the best to you. We'll talk next week. Thanks so much, Mike. You bet. We'll step aside. Coming back strong with Millie Ball from XBTV. Had a big, big work from a, a grade one winner up at Santa Anita this morning. She's going to be filling us in on that and much more. Toby Terrell of Winner's Card running the anchor lap. Don't forget the great Frank Miramati, the voice of Santa Anita, at the top of the next hour. This is Thoroughbred L.A. Angels Radio. AM 830. Hello, I'm Alan Mosnett, Toyota of Orange. For over 48 years, we've said you won't get a lemon at Toyota of Orange. That means you're driving a reliable Toyota. It also means you're getting the best deal on every new Toyota in stock. We're talking RAV4, Camry, Tacoma, Corolla, you name it. How have we stayed number one all these years? By turning lemons into oranges. Toyota of Oranges. Well, you won't get a lemon from Toyota of Oranges. Racing fans, Santa Anita's Classic Meet is underway, and there has never been a better time to experience world-class racing and so much more at spectacular Santa Anita. Sunday's racing will be highlighted by the Grade 2 $200,000 San Vicente as Derby hopefuls will go 7 furlongs, and also on Sunday, older horses will go 6.5 furlongs down the hillside turf course in the $100,000 Clockers Corner Stakes. Be sure to check out our all-new first Coast to Coast Pick 5. It's a $1 minimum bet with a player-friendly 15% takeout covering five races at Santa Anita and Gulfstream Park each weekend throughout our classic meet. Fans, don't forget, we offer free admission and parking each Friday along with $3 beers and $5 margaritas with first post time on Friday at 12.30. Just east of Pasadena in Arcadia, Santa Anita. It's the great race place. 
If you're looking for a quick weekend getaway or maybe you've got friends and family coming in from out of town, check out Sunset Suites on Pacific Coast Highway in Sunset Beach. Conveniently located just south of Seal Beach Boulevard, Sunset Suites gives you ready beach access and your walking distance from outstanding breakfast, lunch, and legendary dining establishments right on Pacific Coast Highway. Just listen to some of the testimonials. It's a place like no other. Very quiet and a short walk to the beach. Very clean with all the amenities. The owners are amazing and always accommodating. We can't wait to go back. There you have it. Take the 605 to the 405 exit at Seal Beach Boulevard, west to Pacific Coast Highway, and you're there at 16401 PCH. Go ahead and get away for the day. Make your Sunset Suites reservations now at 562-592-2292. That's Sunset Suites at 562-592-2292. Life's a beach, so enjoy it at Sunset Suites. Racing fans, happy days are here again at Sammy's Original Off-Track Wagering as they are now fully open for indoor dining and wagering. That's right, Sammy's Original on Lake Forest, where the 5 and the 405 collide, is once again open for off-track wagering on tracks around the country seven days a week. Just exit east at Lake Forest Drive, make an immediate right on the Lake Center Drive, and you're home at Sammy's. Sammy's Original Sports Bar and Race Book with over 120 televisions, great food, a full bar that includes 16 beers on tap also offers two fully appointed outdoor patios. Make plans now to go racing at Sammy's Original in Lake Forest. For more information, call 949-716-2367. Get comfortable. Get into Sammy's. Hi, this is Bill Coyne of South Bay Toad, and if you're looking for an easy, hassle-free way to buy a car, South Bay Toad is the place for you. Simply pick the vehicle of your choice, receive your price up front, and you're driving home. It's that easy at South Bay Toyota, located at the 405 Freeway and Western Avenue. From the tropical rainforests of Hawaii's Big Island, nature has given us Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee, derived from a naturally occurring coffee bean that is only found in this precise altitude and climatic setting. Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee ensures a perfect start to your day or any cherished moment from sunup to sundown. Every treasured coffee bean is the result of nearly four years of nurturing on the 57-acre family farm in the mountains above Halualoha, Hawaii. And unlike many other coffee beans from the Big Island, Uncle Kimo's is a steak grade and hand roasted. This means all beans are grown, picked, roasted, and packaged on the farm to ensure the beans are the most balanced and as rich in flavor as possible. Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee is now available on the mainland. To place an order, just visit UncleKimo'sKonaCoffee.com and look for our logo on the track and in the winner's circle, along with jockeys Juan Hernandez and Tyler Baines. Fans, visit our website and you can see for yourself that Uncle Kimo's emanates from a true island paradise. Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee, you can taste the aloha. This segment is brought to you by the Bit Tavern in South Arcadia, just off the corner of 10th and Live Oak. Beer me at the Bit. Hi everybody, this is Juan Hernandez. If you want to break out of the gate fast like I do every morning, do what I do. Have a cup of Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee. Uncle Kimo's, you'll be glad you did. And welcome back. Great to have you with us. Let's get up to Santa Anita Park right now and say hello to the uh, the one and only, the ultra-talented Millie Ball from XBTV. Hey, Millie, good morning. How are you? We understand, uh, surprise, surprise, Mr. Baffert had a couple of big workers this morning. 
He did, absolutely, tearing the track up. Uh, he had Country, Grammar, and Sheba working in company together um, for the Saudi Cup that'll be uh, in February, on the 25th of February. Uh, he put Country, Grammar outside uh, and Sheba inside. Sheba's rather a lazy horse, and I, I saw he got one little reminder. Uh, but Country, Grammar, boy, He's, I think he's fresh. I think the San Antonio really woke that horse up, and he works super. I mean, both of them, you know, work well, but Tabor, as I've mentioned, is a bit more of a lazy horse, and Country Grammar looks fantastic. Millie, is, is Frankie DeTore going to get to stay with Country Grammar and ride him over there in the Middle <laughs> East? That's a very good question. Um, I don't know for sure. But I know I you know. You're holding out. Answer. You're no, holding out. I, you know. I, I would tell you if I did. Come on. I know Michelle's. Michelle asked, Michelle was the one that asked. She was doing some videos at the Saudi Cup the other day, and I know Frankie was one of the jockeys that she was interviewing. Uh, well, obviously, he, along with his agent, Ronnie Anderson, very, very much wanting to stay with that horse. All right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about your best bet today, Millie. Who is it? I went with Notorious, the number four in the Crocker's Corner uh, stake today. That's the eighth race. Uh, the reason I went with this five-year-old is I just think I just appreciate his turn of foot. Um, he ran so well last time out. Uh, he beat McGlev, who is a stakes winner already, and admittedly he was coming off a year layoff that day. But it's just his turn of foot that impresses me. If he could get out of the gate with the rest of the field and not have to give everyone a head start, uh, he might have won by further. But I think Notorious is very live in there. And then Yang again underneath. That horse again, mm -hmm. another horse that uh, was compromised in his last start um, and finished with an absolute rush. Millie, real quick, I know you saw Arabian Night win gate to wire in the slop yeah. yesterday in the southwest at Oakland. Oh. Got a 96 buyer. To me, with him, it's almost you wish you could just wrap him up in cotton and everything and just get him to the derby without ever touching Absolutely. him. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to ship a win that way, you know, as a, a lightly raced horse, that was incredibly impressive. Yeah. Millie Ball, looking forward to you bef between races today on the simulcast signal. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks, Mike. You bet. Millie Ball from XBTV, and we'll end up hour one, as we always do, with Toby Terrell of Winner's Card, the yellow sheet, and you can also get it online at casetherace.com. Hey, Toby, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mike. We're doing well here. Uh, apparently some rain coming later today. That's the latest I heard from the racing office, and we're hopeful, obviously. It's not going to impact the afternoon's racing, but that said, I would imagine uh, the work tab fairly active this morning. Very active today. Uh, I understand the track has already been announced as closed uh, tomorrow morning, so right. uh, a lot going on today. No doubt about it. Anybody jump off the page so far this morning? Uh, you know, everything right now is kind of running together. Uh, I'll reserve. Don't want to get a little hasty here, but we do have it all filed uh, here, Mike. Okay, good enough. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the nine races on today's program. Uh, we get underway at 1230. Uh, what are we doing in winner's card today uh, at Santa Anita? Let's go to the heart of the card, that all-pivotal race, number five. Uh, and I like the number one horse in here, Next Revolt. Uh, a horse that when his running shoes are on, he'll win, and I think they are on today. Well, you and John Lindo are on the same horse here. Uh, Bob Hess, Flavion Pratt uh, getting together. And I, I, I'll say this, 
I think Flavion's getting ready to kind of bust out. Everybody knows, you know, it, it, he's been in a slump. He's been on a lot of short price horses. It's the way the game goes. But I think today, uh, it, it looks like things are are, are 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 I think smiling upon him uh, at least on paper. Well, let's hope they are for sure in race number five and go from there. Toby, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Good luck today. Okay, Mike. Encourage everybody. That's the fu- the best $5 you're going to spend going to the races. Winner's card, the yellow sheet by Toby Terrell. Uh, we're going to step aside. We are coming back strong, folks. Don't miss Frank Miramati. I'm going to engage him may- maybe with an pr- impersonation or two. It's always a lot of fun. Stay with us. This is Thoroughbred L.A. Come on, talk to me. You can't see a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA30, its owners, or management. Angels Radio AMA30, KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles and Inland Empire. Where Angels Baseball lives. Hi everybody, this is Juan Hernandez. If you want to break out of the gate fast like I do every morning, do what I do. Have a cup of Uncle's Kimo's Kona coffee. Uncle's Kimo's You'll be glad you did. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA30, its owners, or management. Racing fans, Santa Anita's Classic Meet is underway, and there has never been a better time to experience world-class racing and so much more at spectacular Santa Anita. Sunday's racing will be highlighted by the Grade 2 $200,000 San Vicente, as Derby hopefuls will go 7 furlongs, and also on Sunday, older horses will go 6.5 furlongs down the hillside turf course in the $100,000 Clockers Corner Stakes. Be sure to check out our all-new first Coast to Coast Pick 5. It's a $1 minimum bet with a player-friendly 15% takeout covering five races at Santa Anita and Gulfstream Park each weekend throughout our classic meet. Fans, don't forget, we offer free admission and parking each Friday along with $3 beers and $5 margaritas with first post time on Friday at 12.30. Just east of Pasadena in Arcadia, Santa Anita. It's the great race place. Hey everybody, if you've got plumbing needs, commercial or residential, give my good friends at Western Rooter a call. Family owned and here to help, Western Rooter does it all and does it better 24-7. From clogged drains to complete copper repipes to water heaters, conventional and tankless, Western Rooter is here to help and will solve whatever issues you may have on time and under budget. Western Rooter, serving the Arcadia, Pasadena, and greater LA area for more than three decades. Call now at 626-448-6455. Mention Thoroughbred LA Radio and save 10% off your total invoice. Western Rooter, the best in the West. 
Thoroughbred owners and breeders, if you're looking for a full-service, professionally managed facility right here in Southern California, look no further than George Yeager's BG Thoroughbred Farm in Hemet. From conception to starting gate, from breeding, mare care and foaling, to racetrack preparation, and state-of-the-art rehabilitative care, BG Thoroughbred Farm is the place for you. Owned by George Yeager and managed by Marcos Menabar, BG Thoroughbred Farm is located atop 51 acres of prime sandy loam and is just 90 minutes from Santa Anita, Del Mar, and Los Alamitos. With a 5-8 mile training track that includes a starting gate, BG has 28 pastures with year-round grass, along with a layup barn that includes run-out pins and numerous sand pins for turnouts that'll keep your horse safe and ready to return to racing. For more information or to schedule a tour, visit BGThoroughbredFarm.com or give Marcos Menavar a call at 951-654-9100 BG Thoroughbred Farm in Hammett. Now, more than ever, it pays to own a cowbred. Owners of a registered California bred maiden shall be paid $17,500 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Southern California and a $10,000 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Northern California. These bonus awards are in addition to all regular purse monies won and will be paid within 30 days after the win. California bred $50,000 or less maiden claiming winners will be eligible for the current $40,000 or less starter races too. Take advantage of these tremendous new incentive programs by breeding and buying cowbreds. For information, call the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association at 626-445-7800. That's 626-445-7800. Or log on to ctba.com. And remember, it pays to own a cowbred. If you're looking for a quick weekend getaway or maybe you've got friends and family coming in from out of town, check out Sunset Suites on Pacific Coast Highway in Sunset Beach. Conveniently located just south of Seal Beach Boulevard, Sunset Suites gives you ready beach access and your walking distance from outstanding breakfast, lunch, and legendary dining establishments right on Pacific Coast Highway. Just listen to some of the testimonials. It's a place like no other. Very quiet and a short walk to the beach. Very clean with all the amenities. The owners are amazing and always accommodating. We can't wait to go back. There you have it. Take the 605 to the 405 exit at Seal Beach Boulevard west to Pacific Coast Highway and you're there at 16401 PCH. Go ahead and get away for the day. Make your Sunset Suites reservations now at 562-592-2292. That's Sunset Suites at 562-592-2292. Life's a beach, so enjoy it at Sunset Suites. There they go. O'Hara lost the rider. Native Diver is going to the front. Gamely and Rising Market nose and nose. And Gamely is the winner by a nose rising. Victory has the weight advantage. Farm away has the class. Which one's going to win it? Farm away, Marketry. Farm away. It's Thoroughbred Los Angeles. Hosted by Mike Wilman. Thoroughbred LA is brought to you by spectacular Santa Anita Park. Proud host of the Breeders' Cup World Championships in November. By Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee. Take it from top jock Juan Hernandez. Uncle Kimo's, you'll be glad you did. By David Wilson's Toyota of Orange. South Bay Toyota and Villafort of Orange. Come see their great selection of new and used vehicles. 
and experience David Wilson's world-class customer service. By BG Thoroughbred Farm in Hemet. Come see us and check out our stallion roster for 2023. Visit our website or schedule an in-person farm tour with Marcos Menavar. By Sammy's Original Off-Track Wagering, where the 5 and the 405 collide at Lake Forest Drive. By the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association. Catch a cowbred and experience that golden feeling. By the Ragged and Sheets, the number one choice of top jockey agents, trainers, and players like you nationwide. By Sunset Suites on Pacific Coast Highway in Sunset Beach. Beat the heat and get into Sunset Suites. By Bruce Finkelstein, betonbruce.com. By the all-new Derby Room at Fairplex Park. Great food, great customer service, and free parking and admission seven days a week at the Derby Room. By the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in Las Vegas. Call Mary Jungers and make your reservations now at 866-780-RACE. And by Western Rooter, the best in the West. And now, here's Mike Wilman. Thank you, Leilani Mabria. Once again, a very pleasant good morning, everybody. Great to have you with us. Hour 2, Thoroughbred Los Angeles, a nine-race card. We get underway today at Santa Anita at 12.30 p.m. And a quick update on the standings before we check in with my good friend, the voice of Santa Anita, Frank Miramati, folks. Through 14 racing days, dating back to December 26th, uh, in the jockeys division, Juan Hernandez, who had four wins yesterday, has opened up a 16-length advantage on on Edwin Maldonado. Next back to Frankie DeTore at 8, Johnny Velasquez at 7, and a whole bunch of guys at 6. Tiago Pereira, Armando Aguilar, Mike Smith, and Umberto Rispoli. Uh, in the stakes 1 category, it's Juan Hernandez out on his own with 7, and then it's Rispoli, Vasquez, Kazushi Kimura, uh, Johnny, Johnny Velasquez, uh, Hector Berrios, uh, all with two. In the trainer's race, it's Bob Baffert, 13-9 over Mark Glatt. And in the stakes one category, it's Baffert, 5-4 over Phil D'Amato. As advertised uh, right now, we're going to be joined by the voice of Santa Anita Park, a guy who's been calling races for darn near 30 years now, the, the multi-talented Frank Miramati. Hey, Frank, good morning. Another great job yesterday and some great races. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate your kind words. That was a fun day of racing yesterday, no doubt about it. I, you know, I know you, you have said the best advice maybe you ever got was from the guy that you, you think so much of. You've consistently categorized him as the greatest, Trevor Demon. And he told you one time, Frank, just just go ahead and verbalize what you see. I want to know what you're thinking during the running of that San Pasquale. When it, and, you know, everybody knew Hopper had been training lights out for Baffert on the comeback trail. It, it looked like he was going to go ahead and, and march on to victory, turn him for home, and it looked like New Grange was in deep water. It really did. It really did. And uh, thank you for acknowledging Trevor Demon. Anyone with ears knows he's the greatest of all time, particularly in, in reading a race. There's no comparison. There, you, know, you, you can have an opinion and like another announcer more because there are different styles. But in terms of reading a race, Trevor, in a league of his own, will never be matched or even no one's coming close to him. Bobby Frankel used to say the same thing, Frank. He really did. I mean, it's just the inflections. And the thing I always found amazing about Trevor is I had the privilege of being in the booth with him maybe for like three, four races max over his whole career when he called. And I always used to ask him if he wanted me to leave, and he would let me stay. But the amazing part of his voice, it's so powerful, yet 
you know, it sounded like he was just talking to you at regular pitch in the room. So that's how powerful his voice was, that there was no yelling needed Mm -hmm. or necessary. And I'm sure the fans appreciated that too, but he could create excitement like no one else. And, and, uh, and, you know, certainly every day I'm in there, I think about him and I think about the brilliance that he had and how it has inspired me to do the best I can every day. But again, Frank, back to the San Pasquale. Uh, yeah, amazing. To see this yeah, horse come back on, it, it was amazing. It was. You know, Parnelli is the horse I've always liked. He's, he's just a horse that is always dangerous, and he can certainly compromise anyone who's near him on the front end. Right. So the way the race was developing, I knew that Hopper had been training extremely well. A good buddy of mine who's as sharp as a tack told me that horse was going to march, so I was watching him the whole race, thinking about my buddy, actually, for a minute. Um and, and I knew that Parnelli was just bothering him, but then right at the top of the stretch, Hopper got away from him. And at that point, I figured New Grange was done, and I was happy in listening to the replay that I didn't acknowledge or say anything of that nature <laughs> because, because he just, you know, he, he wasn't, I mean, he took a big crack right about the quarter pole, and, uh, and, and it was, it, it, I didn't even acknowledge him at the eighth pole. I just figured it was those two, and then suddenly he started coming, coming. But the thing I found fascinating was in the post race interview. Um, when Pete was talking to Phil D'Amato, and Phil told him about his instructions to Juan Hernandez, and he yep. said, "Listen, this horse is going to turn it off uh, after you know, right, you know, nearing the. Don't give up on him because he's going to come back for more. That's his style, and that is the beauty of the relationship, and and where instructions can come in, and how a trainer and a jockey need to be in harmony so that they understand what they're trying to accomplish, and that thing was executed to perfection. As in the end, he not only won, but he won going away. It was it was a it was a great race, one you couldn't predict from watching it at no the way. Like if there was, yeah, if you freeze frame that thing and have in-race wagering, he's 12-1. to 1. <laughs> that, now that, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, you're right. 12-1, to 1, all of it. Frank, I, I want to talk about you just a little bit. I, 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 because to me, consistently, day in, day out, with every aspect of your presentation, You've just been tremendous, and i got to say this, a little inside baseball. The race before the San Pasquale, the seventh race, I took some really good friends up to the booth, and I'm always reticent to do that because there's not much racing room in there. But, I mean, these folks were blown away. One of them was a guy I hadn't seen in a long time, Billy Spooner, just retired not that long ago, a 32-year official uh, in the NBA, another guy named Al Kaplan, who I umpired with in the minor leagues. Yeah, he's a, a an actor of note now. You think of dodgeball. He was the guy in the, in the stripes. And Billy's wife was there, Chris. Uh, and after you called the seventh race, and you had been talking to all of them, it, as they went to the gate, you really gave it no look. You, you didn't have the field uh, fully processed, no question. And you said that as they got to the gate to us. Right after the race, she goes, how did you do that? And Billy says, because the great ones make everything look easy. And I really mean that, Frank. You think of Al Michaels, the greats over the years. Anything that comes along, they handle it with aplomb, and you do the same. You know, I was at Hialeah. Thank you so much, Mike. You're so nice to me, and I appreciate it. And it makes me want to work even harder today um, and minimize anything that's inaccurate because that's the key every day. got to be accurate. you got to celebrate the winners. you got to be on top of it, unbiased. Unbiased is the most important thing. You know, you don't. If a three to five looms up, it doesn't mean that that horse is going by. You just have to just watch what you're looking. You know, you have to pay attention to what you're seeing. And when I was at Hialeah Park, I remember one day the phone started ringing in the middle of the race, and I was talking to the late great Luke Kreipas afterward. I was so upset because it happened in the middle of the stretch, and I was wondering <laughs> what happened. And he basically set me straight. 
and he didn't want to hear any part of that. He said, you got to be ready for anything. And, and he used some descriptions, which I won't repeat, of things that can happen that you just don't ever let anything sway your concentration, and you have to be prepared for everything, and that will only help you. And I always remember that because there are a lot of distractions that take place. There's some noise sometimes that can get in the way, but you've got to just keep the blinkers on, so to speak, and, and stay focused on what's going on in front of you and then take care of it. It was great to meet your friends. You know, that was I, I had such an enjoyable 10 or 12 minutes um, with your buddy Billy because he was telling us some great stories of NBA players and, oh, yeah. and circles, you know, just, just stuff that, it, you know, I was, I, was, I was pleased that he was kind enough to share some, some detailed stories knowing that I wouldn't repeat that to other people about some of the good players, some of the bad players, right. some of the pains in the rear end, and, and some of the moments and, and some of the people. And, and, of course, I was, my heart was warmed when I asked him who he thought the greatest he's ever seen was, and he said Michael Jordan because I've always believed that. And I was never a Bulls fan, so I'm not – yeah. And I was you know, preaching the Bulls. I just watched what he did to the teams around him and, and the ease in which he, he you know, performed. And, and I just don't, you know. I, look, I think we always get carried away in everything, every sport. The, the thing we saw latest is the best we've ever seen, right? But Michael Jordan was so special. And I love to know that a man that was watching close, up close and personal. And Michael, you know, Michael was a little bit aloof at times, but that's what made him great. He was just in, in the zone doing his thing. And uh, it was so nice to hang out with your friends and to let them enjoy that experience. I think the experience of visiting the announcer booth is one that is, is very special. It's something I clearly remember no the question. first time I ever got to one. No question. And, and it's just something different. It's a completely different perspective, and it, it lets people know how the preparation takes place, or in that case, how the lack of preparation takes place, and and what to do. And I kind of gave them some of the little you know, ways in which you get out of trouble when you're in trouble in a race call and right. stuff like that. And it gives them a, a way to think about it, you know, like, oh, okay, that's what that's all about. So that was fun. And, and I do find myself, even though I don't like a lot of visitors in there, I really don't. Um, when I do get them, I find I get a, a, a new, you know, a, a little extra boost of energy because it's, look, it's performing is what it is. And so that's, it's another form of entertainment and something that you have to do. And, and uh, I've, I've hosted a lot of guests in there, and, and I know that they appreciate it. I had a guy who was a sales manager for a company I was working for come to visit me at Hialeah, and, and, and he was watching the race. And a very sharp guy, great horse player, terrific guy, good mentor. And they get to the wire, and some horse got nailed for second, and he let out the loudest expletive, and he's literally shoulder to shoulder with me. And, I, and I'm thinking, like, dude, my microphone is on. Are you kidding me? So the same guy, years later in 2000, comes back again. It's the Hialeah Turf Cup, and it's being run at Gulfstream. It was 2000 when we ran Hialeah Gulfstream. The same guy, I couldn't even believe it. This guy's running up the stairs, which is the booth was up these stairs. I'm thinking, what is going on? It was like such a frantic run as the last horse is going in a 14-horse field. And he opens the door, and he goes, oh, I made it. I looked at this guy. I go, are you kidding me? And the race goes off. And I remember that race vividly because Monkey Puzzle won it. And I always, I, I was a little late acknowledging him, and I just blamed this guy because that's it's easy to do. It's always easy yeah. to blame someone else. That's a call that I'm so pissed off about now, what, 22 years later. And I realized it was the same guy who was cussing in the booth. So uh, thankfully, your friends were a lot more courteous and a lot more, uh, you know, on, uh, well, you know, very, very friendly people and, and very entertaining people. It was great. Frank, I, I tell my kids this you can always learn from successful people, uh, whatever it might be. Pick something up. And you and Bill Spooner connected right away. And I'll tell you this about Bill. Uh, the guy has always been quick on his feet. I mean, quick. 
And, yes. you know, you'll be driving home. I'm thinking, man, how did he come back with that when that guy said that? And he said one thing to you, and, and, and it, was, it I really enjoyed just kind of being there listening to you guys interact. And he was talking about, you were asking him about some of the big players he had, about how Larry Bird kind of humbled Billy one time, and it was yeah. early in Bill's career. And, uh, you know, Bird, everybody knew he, he, he could talk trash and one of the all-time greats. And he said something to Bill, and Bill said, da da and then uh, Larry said, uh, well, I guess I won't be seeing you next week or something like that because the playoffs yeah. were next week, and he knew Bill wasn't in the, in the postseason. And Bill processed Monster it and said, job. gotcha. You know, <laughs> and, and exactly. you learn from that. He was, yeah. I was surprised. I didn't realize Larry was such a uh, a trash talker. I just knew he was a, you know, he was a, a very much feared foe of our Lakers Showtime team back yeah. then. Those are some unbelievable games. Well, listen, Frank, you came with some uh, some Marv Albert in the booth yesterday. I just kind of put you on the spot here a little bit, Frank. Had Where Marv Albert been in a broadcast uh, been in a broadcast role yesterday? What may have his what may have been his impression or impressions of the performance of one Juan Hernandez? Four wins on the day, capped by obviously the highlight, the San Pasqual. But then he comes back and wins the last race for the same connections. Uh, how might Marv Albert have reacted to that? Well, there's no question, first of all, you won't get a lemon at Toyota of Orange, nor did you get a lemon from Northern California when Juan Hernandez showed up, an immensely talented individual who is teaching lessons at the great race place, winning the close decisions. And that, my friends, is when the jockey makes a difference. Back to Mike. Thank you so much, uh, Marv. Anyway, Frank, uh, it, it was a lot of fun yesterday, and again, day in, day out, what a, what a job you're doing. Uh, any thoughts on the nine-race card today in, in terms of X's and O's in the bank account? Yes, I, but I really, if I'm going to give a radio play today, there is, and, and you know, we, we know that even though they're our sister track and, and we love them dearly, we, we, they are our competitor when it comes to handle, but there's a horse that's been in my stable mail um, DRS stable mail. I'm old school. I've been using that for a long time, and this is one of very few horses in there. And it happens to be in the last race at Gulfstream Park, which today they have the mandatory payout. And um, a horse that you can go watch her replay. It's number nine, Mrs. Astor, five to one on the morning line. This horse had a horrendous trip last time out. Was beaten three quarters of the length. Gets Lasix for the first time, and gets Jose Ortiz. Uh, I think this horse. You know, again, you have to look at the competition and assess the situation. But Mrs. Astor's 5-1, I think, offers extraordinary value in the nightcap at Gulfstream. I'm excited today about our San Vicente stakes. Um, you know, the, the, the morning line favorite, having a meltdown has shown a lot of talent. I'm sure this horse is training very well. But Fort Warren defeated that spun intended, who unfortunately got injured, but a, a very, very talented gold. And this horse turned him away fair and square um, when they met each other in, in the debut. And this horse, uh, Faustin, who broke his maiden, too, at first asking. This horse was really being pushed hard early as though six furlongs was not his game. And he still was able to, you know, reel in his um, stable mate, who will be a heavy favorite today. And and this horse wants every part of more distance. So I just think it's a great race. And as is always the case, when there are a lot of backward horses in there, you never know which one is the right one. So I, I'm very, very excited to watch the San Vicente. My favorite San Vicente that I've called, obviously, would be um, the one that was won by Nyquist. I just thought he was incredible that day, mm-hmm. and he showed what a beast he was early in his career. As far as down the hill today in the Crocker's Corner Stakes, um, you know, I want so badly to tell you to go right to Laneway. I think this is a race in which it, it's it's just going to come down to whether Laneway can hold off Motorious. I don't think you can get any surprises in this race. 
They're both very, very effective down this hillside course. Well, Corey has finished up so strongly last time out. And I think the one message I would deliver for today's action is I think Fabian Pratt's going to break out of whatever little you know slowness that he – this is going to be his day. I, I think you're going to see multiple wins for him. Yep. And uh, and his greatness will come to the fore today because, you know, he has had a lot of seconds. And, look, those close decisions, they need to go your way. And, and guys like him will make the difference, and I think he's going to have a big day today. But I don't see any, like, you know, big long shots, you know, that I thought were great value plays. But that horse at Gulfstream, I think, is a must-use maybe even a single for some. And that's the ninth at Gulf, uh, number nine, Mrs. Astor, and that uh, that race goes at 518 Eastern. As Frank noted, mandatory payout in that rainbow pick six back there, and they could have north of $5 million uh, in that pool. Back to the clocker's corner, Frank. To me, yep. pace-wise, it, 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 there's not a lot of lick in here early. You know, Motorius got a 21-flat quarter and a half and 42-2 and two to uh, exploit. He won't see those kind of splits today, but according to Phil D'Amato, in his opinion, doesn't really matter. That's just his style. He's going to lag, and he's probably never been better. Uh, but as for Lane Waite, he might be the horse on the lead. I thought yeah. Kent DeSormo on the inside might go, but your thoughts maybe on the way that the race sets up pace-wise. Well, you know, that, you're making a good point about that fast fraction last time, but I just remember the way Motorius finished was ridiculous. I mean, yeah. he he was... He was uh, he was really in, in tremendous form that day, and I understand that was an allowance race. This is a stakes race. It's a whole different situation. Respect the coat has speed, and, and when Papa has speed horses, George Papa would drum with there. They're always you know they're always going to make their presence felt. But you know Lane Way is so consistent. Uh, he's been second four times over this course, and in three at the distance, he's been second as well. He's always there or thereabouts, and, and when things go his way, he's very tough. I just find him to be a, a, an extremely honest individual. And last time, no one was beating Air Force Red. Air Force Red just popped out of the gate and took off. And I look, I'm the last guy to talk about bias because I think it's very overstated. But early in this meet, I mean, if you're paying any attention whatsoever, you had to be near the lead on the turf course in almost every event. And that has changed a little bit as the meet has gone on. And so I, I think that, you know, something like that needs to be considered. Early on, I mean, horses were just going to the front and not stopping. And, uh, and I think, I think more, it's been a little bit more fair. And I'm not suggesting that there was anything different. I'm just saying visually, things that you think about without detailed stats, it seemed to me like when horses went to the front, it was over on the turf course. And this is a very interesting race because we're going to find out about Notorious' class level. We know Laneway is going to fire. We know Laneway is going to be right there or thereabouts throughout. He's the one to get through. And, uh, I think to win this thing. Lane Way just been a literal gem of consistency uh, for Richard Mandela, regular rider Mike Smith, back in town today to ride. Frank, uh, always a pleasure, and uh, uh, looking forward to seeing you at the shop today, a nine-race card, and uh, all the best. Thanks for everything, Mike. See you in a bit. You bet. Frank Maramati with us. We'll go ahead and step aside a little bit early. Coming back strong with Bruce Finkelstein on behalf of BetOnBruce.com. Bob Mazursky, we got Toby Callow from South Florida. John Hardoon going to be stepping off an airplane just for us. At the top of the hour, we'll get his thoughts on Aqueduct as well as Santa Anita. This is Thoroughbred L.A. AM 830.
Attention Inland Empire racing fans. Watching and wagering on the races just got easier. The Derby Room located at Fairplex Park is open and ready to serve you. Watch and wager in the newly renovated Derby Room on races across the country starting at 9 a.m. each Wednesday through Sunday. Televisions throughout the Derby Room will keep you up to date on all sporting events. Add in great food and a great atmosphere and you'll have the ultimate horse player experience. For upcoming promotions, go to TheDerbyRoom.com. TheDerbyRoom.com. See you at The Derby Room, 2201 North White Avenue in Pomona. Nearly 50 years ago, Len Ragazin formulated the idea of speed ratings. Today, the Ragazin Sheets are still America's premier speed rating product. Who uses Len Ragazin Speed Ratings? Trainers use the Ragazin Sheets to place their horses. Breeders check the Ragazin Sheets before making million-dollar decisions. And jockey agents consult the Ragazin Sheets when choosing which horse to ride. But most importantly, the Ragazin Sheets are used by players like you. The Rags and Sheets are available online at thesheets.com. Our website also offers free introductory material, including an online seminar. You can also receive free introductory material by calling us directly at 212-674-3123. That's the Rags and Sheets at 212-674-3123. Ragazin, the most respected name in racing. From the tropical rainforests of Hawaii's Big Island, nature has given us Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee, derived from a naturally occurring coffee bean that is only found in this precise altitude and climatic setting. Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee ensures a perfect start to your day or any cherished moment from sunup to sundown. Every treasured coffee bean is the result of nearly four years of nurturing on the 57-acre family farm in the mountains above Halualoha, Hawaii, and unlike many other coffee beans from the Big Island, Uncle Kimo's is estate grade and hand roasted. This means all beans are grown, picked, roasted, and packaged on the farm to ensure the beans are the most balanced and as rich in flavor as possible. Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee is now available on the mainland. To place an order, just visit UncleKimo'sKonaCoffee.com and look for our logo on the track and in the winner's circle, along with jockeys Juan Hernandez and Tyler Baines. Fans, visit our website and you can see for yourself that Uncle Kimo's emanates from a true island paradise. Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee, you can taste the aloha. If you're looking for a quick weekend getaway or maybe you've got friends and family coming in from out of town, check out Sunset Suites on Pacific Coast Highway in Sunset Beach. Conveniently located just south of Seal Beach Boulevard, Sunset Suites gives you ready beach access and your walking distance from outstanding breakfast, lunch, and legendary dining establishments right on Pacific Coast Highway. Just listen to some of the testimonials. It's a place like no other. Very quiet and a short walk to the beach. Very clean with all the amenities. The owners are amazing and always accommodating. We can't wait to go back. There you have it. Take the 605 to the 405 exit at Seal Beach Boulevard west to Pacific Coast Highway and you're there at 16401 PCH. Go ahead and get away for the day. Make your Sunset Suites reservations now at 562-592-2292. That's Sunset Suites at 562-592-2292. Life's a beach, so enjoy it at Sunset Suites. Angels Radio, AMA 30.
get you inside here at the Big A in Anaheim. This is Thoroughbred Los Angeles, and uh, right now let's get up to Las Vegas. Say hello to Bruce Finkelstein on behalf of BetOnBruce.com. Hey, Bruce, good morning, and on behalf of the listeners, thank you so much. A nice winner last week on air, Forgiving Spirit, at Santa Anita, $9.80. Well done. Thanks a lot. Yeah, this horse really loves six furlongs on the flat at Santa Anita. He's a specialist. Uh, got a, an aggressive ride by the apprentice rider, and uh, who's won on the horse before, and we got the job done, so we'll take it. Uh, before we, you know, get into your selections and everything, did you see that California bred of Steve Miotti's and Nick Alexander win uh, win the the state bred stake up there yesterday? Rose Maddox uh, in the Moscow Burning. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I liked to know the horse in that race, but that was really a well ridden race. Yeah, uh, by, for Rose Maddox, because everybody kind of. The, the Chancery Way, who was on the lead, man, and really game, actually, was kind of floating everybody out, and, and the rider on Rose Maddox cut inside. Um, and really, I think the trip made all the difference for uh, Rose Maddox yesterday, but um, I'm trying to see who rode this horse. Oh, Ace uh, Espinosa. Ace Espinosa. Excellent yeah, he, ride. He's doing uh, well. Yeah, excellent ride by uh, ACL on her. And her form was starting to go a little bit sour, but... Uh, she really turned it around. Excellent ride. Uh, Miati, you know, he doesn't get enough credit. He's a very solid trainer and had the horse in the right spot. He uh, He's dangerous in any context, no question about it. Uh, let's talk Golden Gate Fields today. Bruce, do you have a weather update up there? We're supposed to get a little something later this afternoon uh, in Southern California. What about up there? You know, I never check the weather up there because there's no turf racing right now. So, uh, we have the all-weather, so I can't give you a weather forecast. Uh, what about in Arcadia? Are you guys going to – are the turf races safe? Mike? Yeah, oh, yeah. Think? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm knocking wood. I'm hopeful just because that's the way you got to be in this business. But, yeah, apparently uh, the, the rain has been pushed back quite a bit. And uh, although I did catch some today coming down to 57 right below Cal State Fullerton, so you don't know, but I don't think there's any serious continuous rainfall uh, going to be happening. At least we sure hope not. Sounds good. That really helps the card along today. Yeah, let's go to the uh, second race, Mike, um, at Golden Gate. These are 12-5 claimers, kind of a restricted non-winners twice at the level types. And I really like the rail here, uh, Borkan, for Steve Sherman. This horse um, came off a six-month layoff, tried a cheaper field. I just thought he was ultra-professional uh, in winning at six furlongs. Well, he made the lead. What I mean by professional, he didn't get rank. He was just very cooperative. He was quick enough to open up. He basically did anything that Ante Georgie wanted him to do. He, uh, Ante Georgie barely moved on him. It looked like almost like an afternoon workout, Mike. The horse just dominated. This was a big jump up in class in his next race. He tried much tougher starter allowance horses, and he never really made the lead. He kind of ran an even seventh last time out. I love the move today. He's third off the layoff. He has won at a distance before. He broke his maiden at Los Alamitos at a mile. I think he's got an early speed advantage over these. Anton Georgie, as good as it gets up there, one of the, the sharp riders over there, uh, knows this horse well. So in the second race, the one, Borkan, 4-1 to one on the morning line. And post time for race two at Golden Gate. Nine of them today. Race two goes at one fourteen. Uh, Pacific, and they get underway up there at 1245. Come on south to uh, Santa Anita, nine of them today, Bruce. Where are you going? I know this has been a popular race, but I think I have a little bit of a different read in the fifth race. Uh, uh, the $20,000 race at a mile on the dirt. 
I like High Heater, the three, and I think as great as Flavian Pratt is, maybe that's not his best running side, what we saw at a High Heater last time out. Now, this guy's been ultra-consistent, save one poor race at Los Alamitos since he's been stretched out to a distance. But last time out, he dueled with a horse on the front end called Box of Chocolates, uh, put him away, and then he had to hold off Zimba Warrior, who was also right on top of him, he was game to finish third. He was well clear of the field. Pereira takes over today. What's curious about Pereira is, take a look at when he rode this horse back at Del Mar. Kind of a little bit of a different running style. He had him off about four or five lengths off the pace, sitting fourth and fifth. And I think he got a more settled ride. Can he do that today? I think so. With the presence of No Hang Charlie, Mongolian Ford, maybe even next result on the stretch out, I think maybe Pereira, who's won on him before, could take a more uh, reserved, kind of conservative approach and wait a little longer and make him a stalker or a mid-backer today instead of a front-runner. So I'm not giving up on this guy today with a different ride, a different trip. I think you might see a better result. So race five, let's go with the three high heater. He's the co-second choice at five to two. And, and you know, claim for 16 uh, goes from Bob Hess over to uh, Steve Knapp. Steve having a good meet. Uh, he he's got five wins, and so is Pereira. Uh, I'm I'm doing some ciphering here. It looks like he's tied for fifth in the standings with six wins coming in today with the several guys. So uh, in, anyway, a barn switch today, and and you're saying perhaps a little bit different tactics. Uh, post time for race five at two twenty nine. I know we want everybody to go to bed on Bruce.com, but hey, Bruce, I got to get a little bit greedy. Any strong opinion? coming down the hill later on the eighth race, the clocker's corner. You know, I, I it was early in the day. I think Ron Flatter gave that horse out. I was kind of impressed with Yang again's win. I know that was kind of a step up in class, but, Mike, go back and watch the videotape of that race on Yang again. Uh, the horse inside of him, um, respect the code, was in that very race. He carried out Yang again way out into about the seventh or eighth path, path in that race. A lot of horses at that point kind of give it up. I thought he kind of rebroke. He won it super impressively, and he had he saved a little more ground. Uh, I think the margin would have been much larger. So not only did Ying again win, Mike, he won despite having a tough trip. This is a big jump up in class, but it's kind of an interesting horse. You know, what was he uh, off for what twenty one months? I think off, uh, and he's really gotten better with each start. He's the interesting horse here. I think he could even drift up a little bit from the three to one. It's a contentious, kind of evenly matched group, but that that's the horse I have my eye on, would be Ying again. Yeah, and uh lightly raised six year old, uh two wins, two seconds from five starts. Here he is, uh, a six year old gelding. Tell us about bet on Bruce dot com. We have full card analysis at Santa Anita laid out a, a pick six for you at Gulfstream Park with, on the full card analysis. Also we have audio Late races and best bets from Golden Gate are also on the best bets there. So check it out at betonbruce.com. Bruce, last thing. I know you're a hoops guy going way back. Did you happen to see the, the end of the, the Lakers-Celtics game last night? You know, I just watched SportsCenter. <laughs> uh, uh, we got a beef. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. look, uh, it was a blown call. There was it no was. doubt about it. But, you know, it happens a lot. And, and just so basketball. people don't know, it was right at the end of regulation and the score was tied. LeBron's above the rim, and it's obvious he's hacked, and they missed it. That's that's all. You know, it's funny. And they it, it went to overtime. 
you know, it's funny how there's this cliche that the superstar is always protected at the right at the end of the game. Even if you get close to the the, the great player, they'll call the foul. In this case, the the whistle was swallowed. Yeah. By the, they, 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 and I think the official. There was a quote from the official. They were saying that admitted there was contact on the play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got a bad break on that one. And then, you know, this is what you can't do. Guy from the bench, a still photographer, handed him his his camera, and in the viewfinder you see the obvious contact. He walked it out to the official that missed it. Now we got a technical. Not a way you you want to cruise no. into overtime uh, in Boston. T- I'll tell you what, it's a tough game to officiate basketball. Oh. They're incredible athletes. Uh, there's so many bodies flying around all at once. Uh, I feel for those guys. I. I Occasionally, I used to, well, way many years ago, I, I would officiate, just substitute and officiate a game. It's much harder than it looks to officiate, and that's at a low level. Yeah. It's tough. So, uh, yeah, even with three officials, Mike, I know you were an umpire, uh, it, not easy, and, and you're going to miss something like that. To me, basketball is, it, it's just very few, very few people can do it at a high level and, and do it consistently. It's uh, as you say, you got incredible athletes. They're big. They're flying around. They're fast, and uh, there's always somebody working you on the sideline. You got to try and block out the noise, but then they, you know you reach a line where no, we're not doing that, and you got to let them know because you got to have that insulation to be able to do your job. You can't be under attack out there. So it's that's an incredible job. I I, I hope these guys. Are uh, are well compensated, and in, in this day and age, they certainly should be. For sure, for sure. Bruce, always a pleasure. Encourage everybody to go to betonbruce.com, and uh, we'll try and get lucky today. Take care, Mike. All right, uh, next up, Bob Mazursky from the Southern California News Group. Hey, Bob, good morning. Hey, Mike, how are you? We're good. Uh, first of all, how'd you fare yesterday in terms of winners in the paper? I think I did three yesterday, yeah, so it was okay. Yeah, I had a couple that ran second, but no, it was a decent day. Right, and today uh, all you need to know about the San Inez is, or San Inez, the San Vicente, <laughs> San Inez is Phillies, uh, same distance, though, seven-eighths, the San Vicente is Mr. Baffert, but again, you got to try and isolate which one or two. Uh, who do you like in that race? I picked Faustin just because I was so impressed with his race first time out, and I think he'll get better as they go longer. I mean, he might be at his absolute best around two turns, but stretching to seven eighths, I think, will help him. Having a meltdown is the most accomplished of those horses. And uh, Fort Warren, as Frank Miramati mentioned, was very impressive beating Smun Intended first time. And, you know, Gilmore did win going a mile at Los Al. And the horse that uh, he beat, uh, Roll on Big Joe, came back and won by over 14 lengths at Gulfstream. So. They're all, they all have their own attributes, but I, I went with Faustin because you have to pick one of them. You can't pick all four on top. You have to pick one, so I went with Faustin. Interesting. And how about a best bet for us here on radio today? I am going to go to the sixth race. I like number four, El Potente. I thought he needed the race last time. He was entered not to be claimed that day for Dan Blacker. He goes back to the grass. There's not a ton of speed in here. Bravo rides him back, so I like number four, El Potente, four to one on the morning line. El Patente with uh, Jersey Joe up for uh, the aforementioned Dan Blacker. Again, post time, 12.30 today. And, Bob, uh, in addition to the SoCal News Group papers, which there's a whole bunch of them, L.A. Daily News, Pasadena Star News, San Gabriel Valley Tribune, Long Beach Independent, Inland Valley Daily Bulletin, and a, a whole lot more, uh, your stuff is also available at todaysracingdigest.com. 
Yeah, I do selections every racing day uh, for uh, the Southern California races and uh, every track. And, uh, yeah, I give out uh, suggested exotic plays as well. In terms of uh, the, the post-game tournament in the NFL, we're down to two two games today. Any strong thoughts on uh, either one of them? No, I don't. You know, I'm, I'll am i be hoping that Cincinnati wins because, my, like I mentioned last week, my daughter and her husband are big Bengals fans, so I'm hoping for their sake that they win. But I think both games are going to be good. I think they'll be very competitive, so that's all I hope for is hope that they're both good games. Exactly. Hey, Bob, thanks so much. Have a great day, and we'll talk next week. All right, Mike. Take care. Thank you. All right, folks. Uh, we'll take our final time out. Coming back strong, heading to South Florida with Toby Khaled. Take a look at the situation at Gulfstream Park. Mandatory payout down there, as noted, in that 20-cent rainbow pick-six jackpot. Looks like the total pool should go uh, should go above $5 million. And then Jonathan Hardoon running the anchor lap today. We missed him in hour one, stepping off an airplane just for us. Take a look at Aqueduct and Santa Anita. That and more is straight ahead and go away. Angels Radio. AM 830. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada race book mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the race book right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our ID. PTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Racing fans, Santa Anita's Classic Meet is underway, and there has never been a better time to experience world-class racing and so much more at spectacular Santa Anita. Sunday's racing will be highlighted by the Grade 2 $200,000 San Vicente, as Derby hopefuls will go 7 furlongs, and also on Sunday, older horses will go 6.5 furlongs down the hillside turf course in the $100,000 Clockers Corner Stakes. Be sure to check out our all-new first Coast to Coast Pick 5. It's a $1 minimum bet with a player-friendly 15% takeout covering five races at Santa Anita and Gulfstream Park each weekend throughout our classic meet. And don't forget, we offer free admission and parking each Friday along with $3 beers and $5 margaritas with first post time on Friday at 12.30. Just east of Pasadena in Arcadia, Santa Anita. It's the great race place. From the tropical rainforests of Hawaii's Big Island, nature has given us Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee, derived from a naturally occurring coffee bean that is only found in this precise altitude and climatic setting. Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee ensures a perfect start to your day or any cherished moment from sunup to sundown. Every treasured coffee bean is the result of nearly four years of nurturing on the 57-acre family farm in the mountains above Halu'aloha, Hawaii, and unlike many other coffee beans from 
the Big Island, Uncle Chemo's is estate grade and hand roasted. This means all beans are grown, picked, roasted, and packaged on the farm to ensure the beans are the most balanced and as rich in flavor as possible. Uncle Chemo's Kona Coffee is now available on the mainland. To place an order, just visit UncleChemo'sKonaCoffee.com and look for our logo on the track and in the winner's circle, along with jockeys Juan Hernandez and Tyler Baines. Fans, visit our website and you can see for yourself that Uncle Chemo's emanates from a true island paradise. Uncle Chemo's Kona Coffee, you can taste the aloha. If you're looking for a quick weekend getaway or maybe you've got friends and family coming in from out of town, check out Sunset Suites on Pacific Coast Highway in Sunset Beach. Conveniently located just south of Seal Beach Boulevard, Sunset Suites gives you ready beach access and your walking distance from outstanding breakfast, lunch, and legendary dining establishments right on Pacific Coast Highway. Just listen to some of the testimonials. It's a place like no other. Very quiet and a short walk to the beach. Very clean with all the amenities. The owners are amazing and always accommodating. We can't wait to go back. There you have it. Take the 605 to the 405 exit at Seal Beach Boulevard west to Pacific Coast Highway and you're there at 16401 PCH. Go ahead and get away for the day. Make your Sunset Suites reservations now at 562-592-2292. That's Sunset Suites at 562-592-2292. Life's a beach, so enjoy it at Sunset Suites. This segment is brought to you by The Bit Tavern in South Arcadia, just off the corner of 10th and Live Oak. Beer me at The Bit. Hi, everybody. This is Juan Hernandez. If you want to break out of the gate fast like I do every morning, do what I do. Have a cup of Uncle Kimo's Kona coffee. Uncle Kimo's, you'll be glad you did. Thoroughbred Los Angeles. And again, folks, a nine race card today at Santa Anita. Kentucky Derby hopefuls go seven furlongs in today's grade two San Vicente. That's early on the card, race number two. And then a little bit later, we come down the hillside turf in the $100,000 Clockers Corner, a field of eight in prospect there. Sure hope you can make it out to the great race place. Let's get to South Florida, uh, where Gulfstream. Where Gulfstream Park, we don't have Toby? Okay, we're trying to get him. Uh, Gulfstream Park has an 11 race card today and a mandatory payout uh, in that 20-cent rainbow pick six jackpot. And it looks like going in that uh, they should have a total pool of better than uh, $5 million by uh, six race post time. With the 11 races, uh, that's where that pick six is going to emanate from. So uh, we'll go to Toby uh, Callett in just a moment, and then we'll be hooking up with uh, Jonathan Hardoon of the Rags and Sheets. Uh, again, folks, uh, 14 days in the books uh, here at Santa Anita and uh, in the jockeys division, as, as noted, uh, Juan Hernandez really opened up a big lead. 16 on top of Edwin Maldonado, and he's got seven stakes wins to two for a bunch of guys. Umberto Rispoli, Ramon Vasquez, uh, Kazoshi Kimura, Johnny Velasquez, and Hector Berrios. In the trainer's division, it's Bob Baffert over Mark Glatt. 
13-9. Let's get down to South Florida right now and uh, say hello to Toby Callad on behalf of TobyCallad.com. Hey, Toby, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Mike. How are you? We're good. Uh, I understand from Ron Flatter he was northbound on I-95 somewhere that the weather looks good down there. The well, weather's perfect. This is Chamber of Commerce. It's 80 degrees. It's sunny. It's fast and firm. Uh, Decent-sized fields. Um, more importantly, uh, uh, I'm going to try to help you out with 40% of the coast-to-coast pick five. So uh, uh, what could be better than that? And that that's uh, uh, five races between Gulfstream and Santa Anita. That's a $1 wager. It's new. Uh, you know, just started a couple of weeks ago. And a low 15% takeout. So that that's a really good bet. Before we do that, though, I just want to ask you quickly about this mandatory payout. In the Rainbow Six uh, pick six down there, races six through eleven. Any idea what that total pool might be, Toby? Have you heard any predictions? I know that they they used a graphic of three million, which uh, okay. I think uh, I, I think you might take a second, third, fourth, and fifth mortgage on the house to take the over uh, on that. Uh, with good weather conditions, uh, it's it's a decent betting card to say the least. Uh, there's not that many scratches uh, in the sequence. Um, and now that you mentioned that, uh, this, this will also, uh, we're going to discuss, will give you uh, a third of uh, the uh, mandatory pick six of the, what we're going to discuss. So uh, this could turn out to be a very fruitful segment today. Uh, okay, tremendous. And uh, post time for race six, that's the first leg uh, in that uh, mandatory payout, 20 cent uh, rainbow six at Goldstream is at 248 Eastern. All right, tee it up here, Toby. Uh, do, do you want to go with the Coast to Coast 5 or or the uh, the Rainbow 6 there at Goldstream? Well, they're, they're interchangeable, Mike. Okay. I'm going to do races 9 and 11. They're, they're uh, uh, two of the three Goldstream races in the uh, Coast to Coast, and obviously they're two of the, uh, the pick six races because they're the last six on the card. I'll take you to race 9 to start with, coming off my horses to watch list of the three Splendor Beauty. Uh, take a very, very close look uh, at him. I think he's in a great spot, and uh, he's my solid choice. You're playing gimmicks in the race, the two Diamond Pool, the uh, the six My Man Ira, and the eight Dangerous Ride, who's also coming off my horses to watch list, could fill in the gimmicks. But uh, I'm very much interested in the three Splendor Beauty for those pick five and pick six wagers. Earlier in the show, I heard Frank Miramati talking about Mrs. Astor and race 11 at Gulfstream, and he's spot on. As a matter of fact, our good friend Bob Ike uh, was lamenting uh, the woes of the ride that uh, Mrs. Astor got last time because Bob was, was down on, on her in that spot. Uh, gets Lasix today. She looks like she's trained back well. There's three others that came out of that same race as her, and the three, Lou, uh, Bill Mock trainee, also on Lasix, she didn't have the best of trips in that spot, and you might want to take a look at her as well. Some of the others in there could be the one Sri Lanka and the, the, uh, the six uh, Pembera's uh, maker. So basically, I am on the Mrs. Astor would be the top choice. The three Malu you'd want to look at, the one Sri Lanka and the six Pembera's maker. I don't make Mrs. Astor a single, whereas I can embrace the three Splendor Beauty in the ninth as a single on a bunch of my tickets. Well, I'll tell you what, on, on the line, we're looking at pretty good prices. Mrs. Astor, uh, the nine in race 11, is five to one. Then in the ninth race, you like number three, Splendor Beauty, eight to one on the morning line down there. So uh, that sounds good, Toby. 
Yeah, and Malou, my my uh, my also look at in the eleventh race. She's only twelve on the morning line. Uh, I would take would take the parlay of uh, the over under up at the uh, size of the pool, and you can also then take under twelve on Malou and under five on this disaster. <laughs> And, and uh, you might not ever have to work it. Good deal. Uh, listen, Keeneland's coming soon, but for now, what is available at, at uh, tobycallid.com? All golf stream all the time. That might continue to be the trend. We're uh, considering very seriously that it's all golf stream all the time uh, in the future. But uh, certainly for now, it's all golf stream. They run. We work on it. Terrific. Have a great day, Toby. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. You too. You bet. And uh, right now, uh, really good to have this guy back. Uh, he was on a flight uh, at the beginning of the show, so we've got him now. I'm glad of it. Jonathan Hardoon of the Rags and Sheets. Hey, John, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. How you doing? Good, Mike. How are you? Good. Uh, you know, racing's a game of peaks and valleys, and, you know, Cyberknife was hoping to go out a winner. He was the 2-1 to one favorite in the $3 million Pegasus World Cup Invitational yesterday, but, John, I know you agree with me. At the half mile, you could see uh, that jock didn't have much under him. No, uh, the horse just didn't like the surface, uh, Jeru said, and uh, he knew he was empty at the half, so why abuse him? He wrapped him up, and he finished sixth. Listen, nothing to be embarrassed about, nothing to hold your head down. I mean, listen, he had a terrific year, Mike. He ran in the Arkansas Derby, the Kentucky Derby, the Breeders' Cup, uh, the Travers, the uh, Pennsylvania Derby, and the Pegasus. He didn't miss a beat. He showed up every time. He never ducked anybody. And, uh, listen, very proud of him. Uh, Tuesday he arrives at Spendthrift to begin his new career. He has 180 mares lined up wow. with 100 on the waiting list. So he'll be busy for a while. By, by gun runner, a two-time grade one winner this year. What is the fee? Do you know yet, John? Yeah, it's 30000 And, uh, you know, let's see. It's his first year. It's the right price, I think. Yeah. And hopefully uh, they have a lot of success. And like I told you last night, Mike, in a text, it's not the end. It's just the beginning. Uh, they have a barn full of really nice horses they bought, so nice. hopefully some turn out well. And uh, it, it's a, it's an exciting uh, adventure, and it's all new to everybody, but uh, so far so good, and let's see how it works out. John, if nothing else, we have plenty to talk about here on air into, into the extended future with all these young athletes uh, getting ready to run. Uh, let's go ahead and talk, I guess, Aqueduct first of all. Uh, and then we'll bring you out here to Santa Anita. Who do you like at the Big A today? Well, actually, we're not doing Aqueduct. Even though okay. I'm headed there, Mike, Champagne Poetry is going to make her first start back after a nine-month layoff. But uh, really slim pickings there. She's in the ninth race, so anyone that wants the route, go ahead. You know, it's her first race back. I think she may need one. But if she wins, don't shoot me and don't send me nasty emails. I'm telling <laughs> you the way I honestly feel. <laughs> <laughs> Champagne poetry owned by one Jonathan Hardoon. Uh, all right, uh, where are we going to go then for your first selection? We're going to go Gulfstream. They have the big pick six carryover, so I figure I'll start everybody off with a single in the first leg, the sixth race. And I love the number four horse in here, My Sea Cottage. This is a five-year-old gelding for the Mark Cassie bond. Last seen December 8th when uh, he won about as impressively as you can. He's been freshened up, steps up to allowance company today. Louis Sy is aboard to ride, 7-2 on the morning line. Pick six single, number four, My Sea Cottage, in today's sixth race at Gulfstream. Okay, now I asked Toby Callett this. Uh, you you want to take a guess? What do you think that total uh, pick six pool with a mandatory payout is going to be today? 
It'll be close to $5 million, uh, I think. Uh, like yeah. Toby said, they're advertising $3 million, but that's a ridiculous number. Too low. Uh, yeah. Gulfstream Park, sixth race. That's the first leg in the pick six post-time, 248 Eastern. Come on out to Santa Anita, John, nine of them. Let's look at the sixth race today, Mike. Six and a half furlongs on the turf, not down the hill. It's the flat turf. And I love the number five horse in here, Storming Chrome. A four-year-old gelding for the Neil Drysdale Barn. One start on the turf, and this horse ran sneaky well that day. Kazuchi Kamuro board to ride. He's listed at five to one on the morning line for Neil Drysdale. Number five, Storming Chrome, wins today's sixth race out of Santa Anita. I really like the look of this jock. Uh, you know, he's... Obviously, he's got uh, a solid credentials. Leading rider last year at Woodbine. That's a long meet up there. And uh, the 2019 Eclipse Award winning apprentice rider. And you know Uncle Neil sought out uh, his agent, Brandon O'Brien. Here they are, number five, Storming Chrome, 5-1. to one. That's going to be the Raggers and Sheets play of the day uh, in race six. Last thing, John, uh, before we get to the website, the total handle yesterday, did you happen to get that from Goldstream? I had no idea. Yeah. I know they got a lot of my money, but that was about. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll cover it next week. Tell us about the website: j o n h a r d o n dot com. Three best plays, ten dollars. Full card, twenty five dollars. Today we have Aqueduct, Gulfstream, Oakland, and San Anita selection. John, welcome back home. Uh, I assume you're upstate or no? No, I'm going to Aqueduct to watch Champagne Poetry. Then I'm headed upstate. Well, think positive. Hopefully, she yeah, gets the money. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. All right. Take care, John. Good luck. Folks, hope you enjoyed the show. Again, my thanks to Jake Rich inside here at the Big A for making things happen. Have a great day, and uh, we hope to see you soon at Santa Anita. For everybody, I'm Mike Wilman. So long. You have been listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles. Brought to you by the all-new Bit Tavern in South Arcadia, just off the corner of 10th and Live Oak. And by Uncle Kimo's Kona Coffee. You can taste the aloha. The preceding was a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA30, its owners, or management. Angels Radio AMA30, KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. Where Angels Baseball lives. Angels Radio. AMA30. Hey, Halo fans, be part of the event staff at the Big A. The Angels are hiring for numerous positions starting as early as January 2023. To learn more about their openings and to apply, visit angels.com slash jobs. Hey Angels fans, now there's a credit card that's designed just for you. With the new Angels Clubhouse Rewards MasterCard, you earn points with every purchase. Then redeem those points.